This is Ian Clayton, Wisdom's Echo podcast by Origin Gate. So fantastic to be with you again today. Been really looking forward to moving on into some of the things regarding a human body. I want to pick up the scriptures again from the couple of sessions ago, um, where it says this: that um, love does not behave itself unseemly, doesn't seek her own, is not easily provoked, and thinks no evil. Isn't it fascinating how those four are very much intrinsically woven into who we are as a being? So often I find that that even though our body functions out of the chaos and the corruption and seems to be the one that is connected to everything that is not right isn't it interesting how it's actually does not desire to behave itself unseemly because of its love for you remember your body loves you not you loving it your body loves you so much that it chose to stay with you for all these years of your life to put up with your stupidity, your abuse of it, with your constant neglect of the physical form that it currently is as a sentient thing. And so, which is here that love does not behave itself unseemly and doesn't seek its own. You know something? It, it is fascinating. The lust of the flesh are only given sway when we choose to um, allow what is around us to begin to influence what we are doing. And it's, and it's this process that becomes so important for, for us to recognize what's going on, particularly with regards to the way our body functions. I believe this, that, that the word does say there is no good thing that dwells in the flesh. That is completely true. But what happens when the flesh is no longer recorded with human genome pull or, or genome pull or gene pull and we convert it into the image of our father, therefore there is a good thing that dwells in the flesh. And the thing is that we haven't brought our body to where it needs to be so that we can bring it into a place where the resurrection life of the father begins to manifest in it and we begin to change in like physically actually begin to take on the image of a father the same way as Moses did but here is your body not seeking its own of course it'll have needs of its own that if they are not tempered by you your body will think that it's okay and if you give it a license to do something then it'll carry on wanting to do it because it's the only way it seems to get comfort or fulfillment is out of fulfilling the things that bring it pleasure now Imagine if your body was completely subject to your spirit man and that your, your body's only pleasure and only place of pleasure was to do the very thing that your spirit being, you as the spirit being, wanted it to do. I, I had such an interesting encounter with my physical body about three weeks, four weeks ago now. Um, I can't remember just when it was, but... Um, in fact, it was just over four weeks ago, because one, two, three, four, yeah, just over four, four and a half weeks ago now. Um, I, I, I woke up early in the morning and something in the previous day had, had actually happened and I I was quite happy to go through process with us. And anyway, in the morning, my early morning, probably three, three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning, my I felt I was in the spirit, you know, I, I John was in the spirit and was there. Well, I was I was in the spirit sitting in the matrix to behold the presence of Yahweh. And it was so interesting how my body turns up in front of me and looks at me and goes to me, what do you want me to do with this? This I want you to understand, like I've been working on the human body for so many years. This is the first time in my recorded knowledge where my body has actually asked me as the spirit being, what do you want me to do with this? 
And so I like it. There was no hesitation in me. So I said, just said, I want you to take the record of what this is. And I want you to produce the antibody for it within my system. I want the marrow of my bones to be able to, to formulate what is necessary for you to have in you the protection that is needful. And it was absolutely amazing waking up the next morning knowing that it was fully complete like just absolutely stunning but the, the the most stunning part was recognizing for the first time in my life that my body had asked me the spirit being what it was to do with what what i had chosen chosen to do it was fascinating amazing and exciting anyway i want to carry on here so love doesn't seek his own love is not easily provoked and thinks no evil isn't it funny how your body just carries on walking through the life it knows how to and the only way it knows how to because it's never been directed by us and how to do things it's always always been told off not directed how to bring solutions it's always been told off for doing something that's wrong because of course it's seen as the weaker vessel and of course it is the weaker vessel however it becomes a stronger vessel when it gets given a right to do something and you all know that the drive of sin is strong so please don't tell me that your body is, is a weak thing it isn't it's actually a very very strong thing but what happens though is that because you as the spirit being have not outlaid your will for it and your desire for it and your connection to it and your friendship to it and your love for it and everything that is so important for it to be able to have a life it does not know what to do so it just carries on doing its own thing until you as a spirit being begin to dictate to it now what does happen you gotta remember your body has power of its own it has it has an ability and it has power of its own that is why the holy spirit chooses to live in our physical form it's not just because the holy spirit you know chooses to live in our body although he does he chooses to dwell in it so that he can begin to act with you as a spirit being to be able to bring change to your body because remember it requires two to be two pillars of the door that that open up a gateway for an arc to happen between them so between you as a spirit being and your and the holy spirit that lives now in your physical form when you as the spirit being begin to engage with the holy spirit it begins to open up a window over your physical form to be able to engage in in the process of longevity and and so it says here like like love does not seek her own do you realize that your body loves you so much it sought to do the best it can with what it had with what you gave to it with the record of what you gave to it, with your thoughts on it with everything that is you've ever thought you thought about your body is all your body had to work with to produce life like i don't know about you but this kind of blows my brain it's kind of undoes oh it undoes a whole lot of stuff for me where where we have just been trying to bridle our body instead of giving it a hope our, our body has got to have a hope for the future it's got to know that you love it that you as the spirit being are desiring to have union with it in such a way that you as the spirit being are able to morph it and change it so that there is a mutual love and respect between you imagine Imagine what it would be like if your body loved you in a way where you, sorry, where you loved it in a way that your body could love you back the same way that you love it. And that, I believe, is completely possible. The next one here is, is love is not easily provoked, neither does it think any evil. Like, I want you to see how patient and how long-suffering your body has been to you 
over all of these years where you have rejected it, not looked after it, haven't given it what is necessary to reconstruct itself. Um, haven't, uh, I mean, I'm just kind of stumped for words. You haven't done anything to provide for its needs, including the ability for it to have eternal life. A lot of us just want to be free from our body. And I've said this before. We just want to be free from our, the body of our sin that so easily besets us. And we, we hate our body because, it, listen, your body does not think any evil of you, even though you think evil of it. Your body actually loves you and wants to know what to do. I think the problem is, is we've never been told that we have to instruct our body. We have to tutor our body. We have to sit over it as a mentor so it begins to know what its function is in creation. You can't, you can't just go around expecting your body to know all of these things. It, it hasn't got the capacity as you do as a spirit being to intrinsically know things. It actually wants you to begin to engage with it so it can come into function and do what is important. It wants to know there is a hope. And I've, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. You have got to give your body a hope for the future. Because if you don't, your body will just carry on at atrophying and will actually physically die. And I don't, don't know about you, but I'm at a point where I don't want that to happen in my own personal life. So here, here it goes again. So rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. This is what love does. Your body so loved you that actually it rejoices in truth and not in iniquity. Now, isn't it really interesting how when we look at our body, where the iniquity in us, which is the record of sin that so easily besets us, those little things that we do that snare us, that create problems for us, that do whatever around our lives. I think it's absolutely stunning where Scripture says that it doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Which means, so let's just talk a little bit about iniquity here. Iniquity, remember there's sin and transgression and iniquity. So the law judges sin and transgression, but the kingdom, which is the law of the spirit of life, judges iniquity. Iniquity is the bent in us towards a propensity towards sinning that creates the division within us, the void that seems to happen when we go about sinning. So remember, sin and sinning are two totally different things. Sin is a record... Oh, excuse me. My goodness, I shouldn't even be yawning. I'm sorry. My body's just reacting to all of this and it needs more oxygen because I'm so busy talking. So I apologize. But the, the, the sin, sin, remember, sin is the record of things that we've done, things that our parents have done. Sinning is the actions that we are currently doing that create the capacity for the record of sin to have a hold on us. So you deal with the sinning and therefore sin has no more hold. But in Christ, any of the record that is it, of course, Christ has broken it. So there's no excuse for you not to actually care for your body. So here it is. It doesn't rejoice in iniquity. So iniquity is the bent in it, the propensity to do, want to do things that you know are, are not righteous. So where there is iniquity, it means that you, as the spirit being, have allowed your body full reign in those areas of its function and participation in whatever it's doing to, to feel um, good enough about itself to be able to have something that brings satisfaction to it. To me, this is just so weird as a believer to think 
that my body is an entity that wants to have satisfaction given it. Yet we all know about the physical form, the what it does, the but your spirit being is the satiating point, the place where the water of Yahweh's world is supposed to flow from to bring the realm of peace to your body, that glory, the the functional part of our Father's life moving through who we are as a being, through uh, through us as a spirit being out into my soul and then filling my body so that my body doesn't have to go looking after things that make it happy in what it's doing. And, and oftentimes those things that make our body happy in what it's doing is things that actually bring corruption to us. I mean, my body's happy eating a bar of chocolate, but actually you eat a bar of chocolate every day, your body won't be very happy. But if you give it sway, your body will just carry on eating a bar of chocolate every day. So who's who's at fault here? Is it your body because if it wanted it and it had it and it got satisfaction from it, or you you allowing your body to sustain what it wants and give what it what it wants there instead of bridling it, loving it back to life and giving it the flow of the kingdom world of Yahweh as a satisfaction point that it got from from sugar that you were busy. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying stuff here to try and bring the simplicity of what this is all about here, but it, it's it's not it it um, it does not rejoice in iniquity so that means that when your body is about doing stuff that you know is not right your body is not rejoicing in it it's just doing it because that's all that knows what to do because you as a spirit being have not brought direction to it and what it is what it is supposed to do and so this is as i say when my body asked me what do you want me to do with it i was absolutely shocked because i did not realize even up to that point that my body would seek my advice as it's always been me telling my body what to do but over the years what has developed is a trust in me as the spirit being speaking to my body my body is beginning to trust the decisions as a spirit being i make so that it can actually begin to do what is necessary for it in this life to manifest it so so it does not rejoice in the and and but rather rejoices in truth and I want to pick this up next time we we come together, um, because rejoicing in truth is a quite a large subject, and I don't want to just start it in the session we're doing here today. I want to get into this next time because I want to I want to uh, unlock it a bit because it is so so important. Because there are some passages of scripture that come after this that that clarify what it means about rejoicing in truth. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. This is Ian Clayton for Wisdom's Echo signing off. Have an amazing rest of your day. Shalom.